Hi everybody and welcome to our 11th episode and a happy Saturday to you all. Today is slightly different because I'm going to be asking the question and I want you to spend a little time just mulling over the question. What is self-awareness and why is it important? Knock off the podcast, take a few minutes, see what you come up with. So what did you come up with? Providing, of course, you did knock off the podcast and think about it. Now, I have to say, while it is possible to understand self-awareness, it is not possible to gain total objectivity about it and about oneself. But there are degrees of self-awareness. Now, the fact that we know what the basis or idea of what self-awareness is We have no idea where it actually comes from or why some of us might seem to have more self-awareness than other people. Now, we know that we're not just our thoughts, but our thoughts are part of who we are. We can go every single day without giving our inner child or inner self or our wisdom or whatever any extra thought. The fact that we think and we feel and we act at will, however, means that we can also have the possibility of being able to focus our attention on that inner self. And sometimes we will actually self-evaluate when we can give a little bit of thought as to whether we're thinking and feeling or acting as we should. Now, I don't particularly like that word, but it's in connection with our standards and values. Now, this is referred to as comparing against our standards of correctness. We do this on a daily basis. Now, we do it on the basis of our experiences. The standards that we've been taught, the right from the wrong. Now, if we use those standards as a major, I suppose, component for practicing self-control, we can evaluate and determine whether we are making the right choices to achieve our goals. So basically, it means they have to stop and look at yourself. So self-awareness, what is it? Now, we know that we can usually identify our existence by the job we have or the position in society. We have a tendency to say, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm a student, or I'm a doctor, or I'm a nurse, or I work in, you know, Timbuktu. I have three sisters. We rarely take the time to contemplate or to look at the real nature of our existence or to ask the question, who am I? I suppose what I'm trying to say is to be self-aware is about finding a better understanding of why you feel what you feel and why you behave in a particular way. And once we begin to understand what this is, we will have the opportunity and the freedom to change things about ourselves, which will enable us to create a life that we feel we want. However, if you are unsure of who you are, change will almost be impossible and self-acceptance will be non-existent. So having a little bit of clarity around who you are can be so empowering. Because it will give you the confidence to make the changes that you need to make in order to gain what you actually desire. I'm going to set you a little challenge. 
I want you to imagine that you are going to be introducing yourself to a group of people. And I want you to describe yourself or introduce yourself without any mention of external things in your life. So like your friends, family, study, job. Concentrate only on yourself. How you feel, how you behave, maybe even if you recognize some of your strengths and weaknesses. Give yourself about five minutes just to begin this. So, how did you get on? Isn't it very easy to be caught up in irrational thoughts and to live out our, the dramas in our life? And can't they really affect the way we see ourselves? Aren't relationships so great until we have emotional problems? And this, of course, is the same whether you're at work or in your own personal life. When we become more self-aware, it gives us the opportunity to change the interpretation of how we think. It can help us to change our emotions, which will improve the quality of our relationship. Because when we change our emotions in our everyday relationships, it'll give us the option to be open to so many new possibilities and opportunities. And remember, when we have a clear understanding of our own thought pattern or our own behaviour patterns, that'll help us to understand other people and how they think and how they behave. We call that empathy. And this ability to empathise will create better professional and personal relationships. So is self-awareness as important as it seems? The simple answer is yes. Because when we have a better understanding of ourselves, we can experience ourselves differently in a very unique way. It will empower us to make the necessary changes in our lives to build on the areas of our strengths and as well as identify areas where maybe we're not so strong, we're a little bit weaker. Actually, I personally believe that self-awareness is necessary in order to make the first step when you're creating or looking at your goals for the future. Self-awareness is being obviously aware of what you're capable of and then acknowledging it but also acknowledging the fact that you still have to learn more. And this, this I have to say, would include admitting when you don't have the answers or owning up to a mistake. It's not just the adult part of you, it's that uniqueness. And in the climate that we're in at the moment, which is highly competitive, this can actually seem counterproductive. And most of us will operate on an understanding that we must appear as though we know everything all the time. Otherwise, people might question our ability and maybe then even judge us, which is something we don't want. So if you're honest with yourself, you'll admit that the opposite is true. Because whether or not you acknowledge your weakness, everybody still sees them. So there's no point in saying you don't have them. They're obvious. The person who tries to hide their weakness or their mistakes actually ends up highlighting them, which ultimately creates the perception of lack of integrity and self-awareness. Which would you prefer to be? Now, with that in mind, I'm going to give you a couple of areas that I'd like you to think about. I'll give them to you under four headings. The first one is the known self. This is what you know about yourself and what other people see in you. Now, you'll have no problem with this part of you because you know it. 
and you'll be able to talk openly with people about this side of yourself. But as we go into the second one, we go into the hidden self or the hidden area of yourself where you see it, but others don't see it. This is your private area where only you know. It could be the part of you where you hide for protection or it could be that you hide from shame or vulnerability or maybe even having your faults and mistakes or weaknesses exposed. This area in you can also be used to hide your good qualities as well, you know. And what about the blind side of us, where others can see, but we fail to see? For example, you might see yourself as an open-minded person. You know, that saying about live and let live might be one of those people. Yet people looking on at you might actually see you as a racist bigot. But they don't tell you for fear of your outburst or your defending mechanism. Or you might fly into a rage because you have to defend yourself. In fact, we can all be guilty of this where our words don't match our behaviour. And that's where our body language also shows it's almost like they're mismatched. In other words, live and let live until my child tells me at the age of 16 or 17 that they're gay or that they're pregnant. And then we move on to the unknown or the unconscious self. Now this is the self that you cannot see and nobody else can see it either. Now, it might include gifts or skills that you haven't actually explored yet, so you don't know that they're there. I don't know whether I can play the piano unless I actually have a go at it. I've heard it said that we cannot go through this life without judging. And this is true because we need judgment. We need judgment every day of our lives to be able to make decisions in our lives. However, there is a distinction between a value judgment and an observation. For example, an observation judgment is where we see, we hear, and we feel what is happening around us. Now we go to the next step and we state what we see, so we acknowledge it. And now judgment takes another step into subjective evaluation, where we label something either good or bad. Now it has become a value judgment. And once we have a value on it, then we will behave out of it. So if you look at your very self and make a judgment like it's bad to be embarrassed in public, now it becomes so much harder to accept and be okay. Now our decisions will be made around not feeling embarrassed. So okay, now that I've given you kind of a brief outline, what does it look like to embrace self-awareness and grow? How do we do it? Well, I've got a couple of ideas and I know there are many, many ways to build up and practice self-awareness, but I'm going to give you just maybe four or five that I have found that help people. And the first one is practicing mindfulness and meditation. Now, as soon as some people hear meditation, they think of religious, you know, spirituality. It's not about that. Meditation is basically the practice of being able to focus your attention on one thing such as your breathing or a feeling and letting your thoughts or your the things that come into your head drift by instead of holding on to them and giving them energy whereas mindfulness refers to being in the present moment staying in the here and now and paying attention to what's around you and what's within you 
rather than getting lost in your thought pattern and your daydreaming. What both of these do is it can help you to become more aware of what's going on inside of yourself and your reaction to different situations. They can also enable you to identify your thought patterns and feelings and help you to stop getting caught up in them where you lose a hold on yourself. Now number two is one that I don't do myself only because I'd never be able for it but I have seen it work for people and that's to practice yoga. Now this is very much a physical practice but it's also a mental practice because while your body is stretching and bending and flexing your mind is learning a certain amount of discipline and awareness. You can become more aware of your body and all the feelings that manifest through your body. So therefore you become more aware of your mind and what goes through it and what comes up. You can even do mindfulness or meditation alongside yoga in order to help boost your awareness. Having said that, if you've never done either, I wouldn't. Do one or the other. Three, make time to reflect. Now, reflecting can be done in countless ways. But one of the best ways to do it, I have found, is journaling. Now, journaling is not a diary. A diary is, who am I seeing today at what time? I have to go to the hairdresser's at three. I have to do this, this, this and this at such a time. A journal is about what's going on internally. And this is your journal. It's nobody else's. It's your reflections. It's your meditation. It's your mindfulness. And the important thing is that as you write things down, especially the stuff that's in your head, it leaves your head. So therefore it leaves it a little bit more open to actually catching something else. Something more positive maybe. It also helps when we go over the journal to be able to connect with our thoughts and feelings and behaviours and see where we were triggered. See where we met our, our standards that we set for ourselves. And even where we failed and where you can improve. You can even look at the standards that you hold for yourself. Are they good ones? Are they helpful to you? Or are they too high? Talking out loud is also another way of dealing with that. Of course, with that you have to be careful that nobody's around. Or you're simply just a mad person talking to yourself. Number four, and this is in connection with number three. The journal. The benefit of doing a journal is that it will help you to identify and clarify your thoughts and feelings. Because it helps to see it in black and white. And as I said earlier, it clears your mind for other things. It's like a declutter of your garage. When you declutter your room or a garage, you feel better after it. It's the same idea, it's just with a pen and paper. It can also help you discover what you want in life. What you value in your life and what will work for you and what doesn't work for you. It also will show you what's important and what isn't. And both are equal in their learning applications. The last one may seem a little bit odd and it's to ask the people you love. It's very important to know ourselves from the inside. But when we get external feedback, this also helps. So ask somebody that you trust, like family or close friends, about what they think about you. Ask them to describe you, what they see, and listen. Some of the things we hear may not be something that we like, 
but it might be something that surprises us. I think I said it either earlier or, or at some point that I may think I'm a wonderful, kind and humanitarian, but other people may see me as a racist bigot. So ask the people that you love, that care about you, who are out for your good, how they see you. But be ready for the answer. Don't ask unless you really want to know. And then carefully consider what they've said in your journal. But remember, do not take what the other person says as gospel. Because you might need to talk to, you know, numerous family members to get an overall comprehensive view of yourself. Talking to one person will not give you the truth. It will give you their truth, what they see. But what it does do is give you a starting point to be able to look at something and say, well, if they see that, is that what I portray? Is that what's really going on inside of me? Can I change it? Do I need to change it? Then I have a choice. Do I change it? Do I not change it? Or do I even want to change it? But remember at that point, it's your choice. And back to the original question that I asked, what is self-awareness? Why is it important? Well, here are a couple of core reasons. So I'm just going to briefly give you an outline of the reasons. Self-awareness directly comes in contact to one of our basic needs, and that is the desire to learn and to make sense of our experiences. And this includes knowledge about our own patterns, our own preferences and processes. The more deeply we understand something about ourselves, the better we can master it the better we can live out of it. And here's the thing. Who doesn't want to be master of their own house? Two. What is the opposite to self-awareness? Ignorance. Ignorance about who we are. Ignorance about our true motives, our deeper thought patterns, and how we're seen by other people. Self-awareness will prevent a conflict between our self-perception and how others see us. We spend so much of our energy in defending our image against a perceived threat because we have to hide. We've too much to lose and we find it hard to have relationships with others that are authentic and open. Self-awareness frees us from being caught up in our unconsciousness and many of our irrational whims Because it's only when we know our own thought pattern, our own feelings, our own emotions, and where they come from, can we actually manage them to the best of our ability. For example, understanding where we come from in our history stops us from blindly repeating unproductive past patterns. It can also help us to find a kinder and a more compassionate way to see something, especially where we fail. Number four. Self-awareness will enable us to be more proactive in our response as adults to external situations. In other words, we won't react as a child. If we truly and deeply know our own thought patterns, our behaviours, our triggers, what pleasures us, and if we have the awareness of our emotional intelligence, 
to be able to see our feelings as they happen, i.e. living in the present moment, will more likely not to spend energy on them and therefore they won't control us. Number five, self-awareness is an absolute necessity to initiate positive change. Because only by taking a look at what is can we plan what we want to change and work towards it. I suppose quite frankly self-awareness is simply improving our chance of making better decisions, making better choices. It turns us into better drivers of our own lives. It will also make us more humble in the true sense I think it was Socrates whose understanding was, it went something like this. A vital part of our self-awareness is knowing that we don't know and being openly acknowledging that we don't know. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.